Oh, just where you are, lift your hands. Just wave it gently to the Lord. He's so merciful. God is merciful. He's merciful. Just where you are, just wave it to Lord. You are merciful. You are merciful. You are merciful. Thank you, Jesus. All will be attentive and receptive. They will hear the word of the Lord and make progress late in the name of Jesus. Thank you for signs and wonders. We give you glory and honor and praise and worship. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. You may be seated. Look up somebody, greet the person, tell the person the name of this church. It's so and so and so and so. This is if you know. If you don't know, look up somebody by your side and um, politely ask, please, what's the name of this church? I thank God for your life. I bless the name of the Lord that you are in church today. Something I always say over and over again. And I, and I, know, I, know, I know human psychology. And I know that it's possible you think I'm just trying to console myself or indulge myself a little when I say don't bother. Just in case you are the only one in church, it's okay. Sincerely, there's no difference between one and ten at the church service. I'll say it again. There is no difference between one person and ten at a church service. Except the psychology or this ideology of the multitude counts. And this is not scripture. God is not restrained. First Samuel 14 and verse 6. The Lord is not restrained to save by a few or a multitude. God is not restrained to save by a few or a multitude. What God can do through one he can do through one million. What God can do through one million, he can do through one. It looks to me as if the eyes of the Lord run through and through throughout the earth, seeking him whose heart is right before him. I think it's more important that you appreciate the fact that you are at a church service and that you do your best to maximize um, attentiveness and gain. Gain. Proverbs 13.23 much food is in the tillage of the poor, but there is he that is destroyed for want of understanding. You can gain maximally. You can actually gain maximally. Look at your neighbor and say, you can gain maximally. Here at church service today. Amen. Something I'm looking at in the Bible I know that people have argued on this Paul making requests and making requests and making requests. And I know that people have several scriptures whether it's out of context or not. And I've said the reason why and I, and I want you to listen carefully. Listen carefully. The reason why I've said to opt for tongues 
is because tongues, speaking with other tongues, or praying in other tongues, is the best way to pray. Are you, are you here with me today? I'm not, I'm not making a rubbish of praying with your understanding. Neither am I making a rubbish of your petitions, your requests, your endless lists of demands. I'm only thinking that if the Bible teaches or admonishes that speaking with other tongues is of maximum benefit, then you and I as Christians should take advantage of it. I don't think it's, it's out of place. For we know not how to pray. Classical. Very fundamental. Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. You look at some modern versions, you see that it's that we do not know how to pray. Your best form of prayer is tantamount to not knowing how to pray. I said again, your best form of prayer is tantamount to not knowing how to pray. Satisfy yourself from the Holy Scriptures. Romans chapter 8 and verse 26 that you do not know how to pray. Look up somebody by your side and say you do not know how to pray. This is not coming from me. It's coming from the word of God. Let's see Romans chapter 8 and verse 26 and very very, very important from the NIV. It sounds incredible. Very um, underestimating. Sounds somehow assaultive too, psychologically. I have my requests. I have my petitions. I have a list. Endless lists of prayer requests. But in spite of my dying needs, in spite of my situation, in spite of whatsoever circumstances I found myself right now, in the same way, Romans chapter 8 and verse 26 come from the New International Version. The Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. You are weak. You are infirmed with respect to know what to pray for. The flesh is limited. And I guess the reason why the flesh is limited is because there is a realm of the spirit. There is a realm of the spirit. There is a realm of the spirit. So, if you are going to depend on what you can see and hear and touch, what you can feel, what odor you can perceive, what fragrance you can perceive, then you are going to Put yourself within the bounds of several risks. 
if all you pray about is what you can see and hear, then you are, you are lost. You, I mean, you are out of place because life is beyond the sin. By faith, Hebrews 11 and verse 3, we understand that the walls were made by the word of God. So that the things that do appear were not made from the things that appear. The things that we see were made from the things that we cannot see. Are you in church? Second Corinthians chapter number 5 verse 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Second Corinthians 1 verse 18, where we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are permanent. They are eternal. So, we are so weak. So, we need spiritual assistance. And this answers to Proverbs 18.14. The spirit of man shall sustain his infirmity. But the wounded spirit who can bear. The spirit of man shall sustain his infirmity. But the wounded spirit who can bear. John 6 and verse 63, Jesus said, It is the spirit that quickeneth. It is the spirit that giveth life. The flesh profiteth nothing. Now look at your glamour and your glory. Your glitz. Look at your glitterance. Look at everything you stand for A to Z, from head to toe. From the crown of your head to the soles and tips of your toes, you are flesh. And Jesus says, as John 6 and verse 63, the flesh, are you in church? The flesh is the best that ever happened to you. No. No, 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 no. The flesh profited little. No. The flesh profited nothing. It says at 1 Timothy 4 and verse 7, but refuse profane, profane and all wise fables. Rather, exercise thyself unto godliness. For bodily exercise profited nothing. This is the word little. Is of no advantage. Is of petite, petite advantage. The flesh is of petite advantage. But godliness is profitable unto all things. Let me say this boldly to you. That whatsoever you exercise yourself unto is minimally profitable. Are you a student? You read A to Z of your academic volumes? Are you a professional? You have meritorious awards? Are you married? You have children? Are you rich? You rank with the classy and the mighty? The role trailblazers of society, the shakers and the movers of, of communities, ladies and gentlemen, bodily exercise profited little. However, godliness is of great gain because not only are you blessed here in the world we live in, it says in the world to come, there is power and potentiality. Romans chapter 8 and verse 26, spiritual health aid and assistance. So, listen, when I teach you in this place to take advantage of the real privilege of speaking with other tongues, I'm not trying to make a rubbish of praying in your understanding. I'm only saying that praying in other tongues 
is better. Because we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that cannot that words rather cannot express unutterable. He does not just he does not just speak or underscore some anguish. It is not a sighful expression. It is not just some mental torture. It's not about um, groaning. No. Now this groaning is still physically expressible. It's a realm that is spiritual. Somebody has said to me, Sir, how come you have suddenly linked praying in tongues or praying in other languages as inspired by the Spirit of God with praying in the Spirit? Well, 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 14, if I pray in an unknown language, it is my spirit that prayeth. God forbid I make any blatant pronouncement on this stage without accurately looking into Bible exegesis. God forbid I just hand it over to you because I feel it so or because my theology agrees with it. God forbid out of some grasshopper theology or exegesis I share with you what I'm doubtful about. No, no, no. I have proof of the scriptures. If you pray in an unknown tongue, it is the spirit. Praying in the spirit is the same as praying in other tongues. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 14. If I pray in an unknown tongue, it is my spirit that prayeth. My understanding is unfruitful. Is this clear to you? Don't think I've assumed. I don't assume. No, no God forbid. I don't assume. Rock solid, ironclad dependence of the word. I have the backing of redemption for it. And I'll tell you, this is what the Bible says. Don't take it because I'm saying it. Take it because God's word says it. So you have to go back and check. If these things are so, then you can believe them and live by them. You need to live by the accuracy of the word of God because when you miss it, you have missed it. It's not looking for 99% accurate. It's 100% accurate. So that Ephesians 1 verse 14, we are no longer children tossed to and fro, to and fro by every wind of doctrine, slight of men, cunning craftiness whereby they lie wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, we all may grow up into him who is the head, whose name is Jesus. This is the will of God. It is the will of God. Hallelujah. That we grow up into him who is the head, whose name is Jesus. Speaking the truth in love. So, love grows. Love aids, supports growth. Love supports expansion. I mean, truth in love supports expansion. Truth aids growth. Stay with the truth and accuracy of the word of God. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Jude and verse 20. But ye beloved, building up yourself with your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Someone said to me, when I was at Lagos, someone said, Sir, there's a difference between the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit. I said, stop it. Don't say that again. It's the same thing. Hallelujah. Don't say this again. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Ghost. So simple. 
the holy ruach, the holy breath, or the holy person, the holy current of wind, or the holy individual, the holy spirit is the holy ghosts. Are you in church? Something I've noticed, and I want to just share with you quickly. I'm looking at Paul with, with several expressions of requests and I'm looking at something that seemed to guard each time Paul spoke about this request. Uh, let's, let's see. I, I'll just run through a number of them. I, I'm looking at something very important and this is um, the adequacy of redemption. You, you have been left blessed. You see, the church today has lost it big time and the average Christian is taunted and tainted and tinged as somebody who needs serious help. And sometimes in this church you hear me say, let us get these things fundamentally. Fundamentally. Let's get these things fundamentally. Fundamentally. Some years ago, a brother came to church and his name was called Oyoyo. Some years ago. Oyoyo something. Oyoyo. And it baffled me. His name baffled me. Are you in church? A lady walked in the church. Who's, uh, who's a pastor who's about a lady in the church last week said, this lady's name is Sibe. 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 I said, wow. Now, for being Yoruba speaking, I quickly could say, Sibe, Sibe. God is good or something. And then she added something else that made it look more funny. But then, the Sibe, Sibe name baffled me. So I said, okay, fundamentally, what is your name? When this guy, or you're your brother, think of you're your Phillips or you're something, I said, Come stand here. Now, what exactly is your name? Very long name. Very confusing name. And then he says, Well, my name is so and so and so, and the Oyoyo is a derivative. Someone says, My name is Tonton. Tonton. Say, Ah, what is the meaning of this? Let's get it fundamentally. So sometimes in this church, <clears throat> I clearly say fundamentally what's going on. Somebody brings a young lady to church says she's my sister. I say yeah. what's her name? She says her name is Jerry. I say okay. Jerry glad to meet you. The next week I see him put his hand around her neck cuddle her a little mulikodul her use her as walking stick to church. I say come and stand here. Is she your sister? She says, yes, actually she's not my sister. She's my sister on the other side. I say, ah, then take your hand over her neck. Fundamentally, I want to establish something very concrete. So at times you come to this church and say, look, fundamentally, let's get these things right. So that from the very basic element, if the foundation be destroyed, Psalm, 1, Psalm, Psalm 11 and verse 3, what can the righteous do? She must understand the foundation. For other foundation, other foundation can no man lay. First Corinthians 3 and verse 11 than that which is laid. 
Christ Jesus. So, but the fundamentals of Christ, we are able to know what has accrued to us as Christians. I'm looking up the Bible. Let's see, for example, 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 4. I'm going to run through some five verses. Five, six. 1 Corinthians 1, 4. So that we are able to appreciate whom you are. And then thank God for it. 1 Corinthians 1, 4. I always thank God for you because you are a woman. And because you are a woman, what men can do, men can do better. How many of you in this church know that what men can do, you can do better? I mean, what I'm talking about women, women in this church, you know that what men can't do, you can do better. Oh, a number of them. What exactly will you employ? What means? Maybe you tell us what means, what, what power you have that men do not have. What, what power, what, what potentiality do you pretend that is far from men? That makes you able to do and accomplish better what, what, what men fail at. I'm waiting. No answers. I guess women are just being boastful because of inferiority complex. So they say, what a man cannot do, I can do. How? What would you use? They are not able to say. So it's um, clandestine, it's secret. It's, it's pious. Okay? I always thank God for you because you have become rich. I'm looking into the Bible. God's word does not say this. It's because you have become rich. I thank God for you. Yet in Nigeria, until, until money comes, we're not happy. Until money comes. See, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it ever entered into the heart of man what God had prepared for those who love him. And God has revealed these things to us by his spirit. Do you know that? The, the, the wealthiest infrastructure, the most expensive, the most exotic mansion net or mansion, the best of vehicles, automobile engines on earth, are things that eyes have seen before. Ecclesiastes 3, 15, Ecclesiastes 1 and verse 9 and verse 10. Eyes have seen everything you've seen on this earth and there's nothing on that is on. Yet, God has blessed us with certain things nobody has ever seen before. The blessedness of redemption is beyond the physical. Put it in your notes. That the blessedness of God in my life is beyond the physical. I am, I am empowered beyond the visible. Put it in your notes. So that you're not thinking of yourself as some destitute, desolate, deserted person. See, I don't have money. I'm, I'm a nobody. Cash strapped. Cash crunched. Cash emptied. Beggarly. Improvised, impecunious, poor, weak, lacking the means, the vamp, and the vitality. You say, Oh God, oh God, when will I make it in this life? You are blessed beyond the physical. Put it in your note down. I'm blessed 
I'm blessed. You know, when people introduce themselves in some places, you feel ashamed, especially when you have low class. Maybe at some little gathering, someone says, all right, let's meet everybody here. Someone says, my name is Professor Smart. My name is Dr. Kanechiku Okonkwo. Then his wife steals the doctor and says, I'm, I'm Mrs. Dr. Kenne. You know, kind of thing. Somebody else says, my name is um, Engineer XYZ. Someone says, my name is um, Chief So-and-so. Then you come, you say, my name is Solo, bro, Solo. Then they say, where did you come from? Who brought you here? Can I see your IV? You don't seem to match the status in this place. I know sometimes we are benched, sad, because of our class. Let the brother of low degree, oh God, let the brother of low degree, let the brother of low degree rejoice. James 1 and verse 9 in that he is exalted. Mind not high things, but condescend to things, people of low estate. Let love rule without dissimulation or hypocrisy. Something very important. I always thank God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. I'm looking through all the Paul's, all of Paul's epistle, and Paul does not forget to say this. I thank God on your behalf because something happened to you. I thank God. Glory to God. When we see people, we exchange pleasantries and sometimes it's nothing to write home about. Hi, I'm Oji How are you doing? Okay, how are you doing? How are you doing? That's all. We don't, we don't see anything in their lives beyond what they look like physically. We don't, we don't see anything in their lives. May I ask you boldly in this church, do you have preference with the way you treat people based on their status? I'm asking you in this church. And I want to answer this in your mind. Do you have a preferential treatment for people that have accolades, that have a clout, people that, that suggest some prosperity, that pretend some wealth than you have ever imagined, or somebody that dazes you with looks to you, do you greet them with, with a better kind of gesture and composture of respect than you greet somebody else, some ordinary person? Some folks, some, some folks greet you. Say, uh, Emoji, good morning. Hi. Because if he doesn't greet you, you know they touch your body. What is what is it? I beg. I'm serious. Someone says, someone says, someone says uh, uh, Emoji, good morning. You just you, you answered without a word. Such despiteful, resentful, repulsive. Hallelujah. Let the brother of Lord degree rejoice in that he's exalted. I thank God for you. You won't find Paul say, I thank God 
that you are now 25 years old. We celebrate age. Ah, ah. I've never seen a tribe as sentimental over age disparities as Yorubas. I've never seen a tribe as sentimental over age bracket disparities as Yorubas. Once the person is one year older than one year older than you are, he's your lord and king. Especially women, sir. Women, sir, have issues with age. Women play up or play down on their age. It depends. Sir, people here who have dual triple age declarations. When they are meet some people, they have two, three years extra. Some people, they lower it. Sometimes it's in the middle. They are just there. The age thing is so strong on their mind. Hey, hey, how, how, how old is she? How old is she? 20. That is, and I'm calling her auntie. Oh, it's tough. I say, hey, Tola, how are you? Oh, I got discovered that I'm older than you. What would you do with it? Emoji, emoji, your sister. How old did you say your sister is again? Did you say 25? Then ah, I'm older than Hannah. Please, one how. When she comes to this house next, I'm going to deal with her. She's just about the size of my second younger sister. What are you talking about? I, mean, I, I did not even know I was giving grease and I gave her food. When she comes to this house, she's going to my, she will soup my, the dust of my feet because I am older than her. Women can be terrible. How old did you say the person is? 30. I'm 35 now. What's the meaning of that? When she comes to this church, I'm going to deal with that. You say, why? You say, because the last time she came, I was respecting her because I thought she was older than me. Ah, but it's gone. No, no, no. I'm going to take back my piece of, I'm going to, I'm going to miss my meat of her body. <laughs> eh? Eh? What will you do with your age? Eh? Oh, you better go and work harder till you have kids be your boss and lord over you and if you thought they will sack you what are you talking about you say you are too old you better work harder so that small small people do not push you around see some smart looking girls who are your boss MD CEO 30 years old girl controlling 2 billion naira you are, you are talking about age. You had better go and sleep at home. People who are like you are not wanted at this job. We want those who are smart thinking. It's not about how old they are. It's about whom they are on the inside. Your age has nothing to do with whom you are on the inside. You may be old and be useless and you may be young and be portraying quality as a Christian. Please watch out. Don't be caught in that trap. Say, but you are going to greet her. Say, why would I greet her? I am older than her. What's that going to do with Christianity? Cutsies, good Christianity. You can greet the least of the person. You can, with respect and courteousness, say, Hi, good morning, good afternoon. No matter how old you are, look at your neighbor and say, Are you too old for church? I thank God for the grace of Jesus. The most outstanding thing in your life is the grace of Christ. The most powerful thing in your life is the grace of Jesus. The most, the most rewarding thing in your life, the only thing that will not decay is the grace of Jesus. Look at your body. You are getting older. The furrows, the wrinkles are coming. 
You are getting older. Look at yourself very well. Only one thing is new and does not get older. The seed of eternal life. The strongest artillery, the strongest armor, the strongest quality you have is eternal life. It does not age. It says, though the outward man perish, yet the inward is new by the day. Though the outward man perish, yet the inward is new by the day. Second Corinthians 4 verse 16 verse 17 says, For our light affliction, which is brought for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Where we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things not seen are eternal. Only one thing in your life glows. With the vitality of recreative power every day. The power of eternal life in your life can never dwindle. It can only get better. Your body is aging. Your qualifications are becoming obsolete. A time is going to come in, the, in this country and it, it is even now. If you do not have read, if you have not read at master's degree level, you may not get a job. You may not. It's getting worse. Some folks have read first two degrees, three master's degree, two PhD degrees, and they are still reading more. No job yet. It's becoming obsolete. Certifications, qualifications, you need a refresher. You need an update. But one thing remains in you that is new every day. It's called eternal life. The seed of the new creature. Though the outward man perish, Though the outward man perish. Though the outward man perish. After a while, Medicaid and foundation will no longer conceal your age. It will be obvious you are very old. It will be obvious. I know, I know. Concealance. Some of them, you build them like you are building a foundation. An actual house foundation with granite and gravel and stones and pebbles and concrete and white cement. You build first layer, second coating, oil. You build, you build, you build. Your face becomes three times the size. After a while, it will show under. You are getting older. But the seed of God will never get older. Hallelujah. Yet, we don't trust this seed. Yet, we always boast in the flesh. Yet, we always boast in our attainment and not in the seed of God. Happy is the man that knows to boast in the Lord. He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Hallelujah. Philippians 1 and verse 3. Philippians 1 and verse 3. You see it there. I thank my God. I thank my God. When I remember you, I should think of um, what will he give? He has nothing to give. Emoji, but why are you joking you? Hello, do you remember me? I say, how can I remember you? Are you my wife? <laughs> you know, many of us don't understand God's love. Yeah, Kodao. The moment as a man of God, I remember a girl of God, trouble starts. It is because you don't, under, you don't understand Christianity. Let me show you the kind of love you ought to have for people in the church. Hebrews 13 and verse 1. Let brotherly love continue. Let's look at this one. First Peter 1 and verse 
22. First Peter 1 verse 22. Let's hear the NIV good. <clears throat> now that you have purified. Have you seen this word? Look at the context. It is not a heart obsessed with affection turned into God's love. It is not a heart possessed at the lust of pornography. He says, you have purified. So it's about divine. Divine element. Divine element. So you get it right. So don't say, I love you. I love you. Let me kiss you in church. Ah, ah. Oh, we're not talking about that kind of love. You understand what I'm saying? So he says, you have purified yourselves. Have you seen this? It's a new order of love. It's a new order. It's a new order. Are you getting it? Okay, you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere, have you seen the word? Sincere love for your brothers. Love one another uh, casually. Casual. Love one another deeply from the heart. I remember you always. And I don't remember you because of our deal. I remember you because of God in your life. I remember you always. Oh God. Paul said, upon remembrance of you, I thank God. I thank God. I thank God. For us, Thessalonians 2 and verse 13, wherefore we are bound to give thanks to God always on your behalf. Oh, I remember you. And what comes to my mind is to thank the Lord. God in your life. His blessedness in your life. His empowerment. Your name is in the logic of life. You have eternal life. You've been cleansed. You've been delivered. You've been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. You are a child of God. A son of God in glory. You've been delivered from the wrath to come. When Christ comes a second time, he's taking you home. He has given you holiness and made you have his nature forever. Oh, when I think about you, I just thank the Lord. You are always on my mind. And I say, thank you, Lord, for saving this soul. When I remember him, I say, oh, leave me alone, Joe. He'll come and ask for money. Oh, I don't want to think about this person. So, so problematic. Too, too enigmatic. Hard to be understood. Oh, always, always complaining. I don't even like his face. Some of you have people you hate in the church. And listen carefully. Psychologically, if you're not careful, the mind of man can wander to be hateful towards certain people with certain attitudes unconsciously. Psychologically, if you're not careful, psychologically, your mind can wander to hate people. There are people that your kind of person will hate naturally. You must be careful as a Christian. When you see such people, love them. It is psychologically explicable. There are people in a sphere of relationship you must hate when you see them. Listen and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, when you see people you have never met before and you have a dislike for them, break that jinx. Hold them, say, I love you in the name of Jesus Christ. If I guess out of hand, there are people you have never spoken to in your circle of friendship. 
How many you don't talk to, you just hate them? No reason. Psychology tells you the reason. Jesus says no! And sometimes, God help them, they are doing things you dislike. So you have a basis to hijack their love of your mind. I love you all the same. It doesn't matter what I think about you. It doesn't matter what they do to you. Love them. Love the brotherhood. I love you. I love you with all my heart. Says, for so is the will of God that we were doing. You put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. He says, as free, not using your freedom as a cloak of licentiousness, but by love, serve one another. He says, honor the brotherhood. Love the brotherhood. Honor the king. Fear God. First Peter 2, 15, 16, 17. See this one. Now that you have purified your souls by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for your brothers. Love one another deeply. Let's see one other translation of the Bible. If you love them. First Corinthians 10 and verse 24. Let no man seek his own wealth. Let no man seek his own wealth. Let everyone of us please our neighbor for his good to edification. Him that is weak in the faith, receive it, but not doubtful disputations. Look, we ought to understand relationship in the midst of us beyond casual friendship or affection. The love of God deeply, deeply, deeply. Can you go an extra mile because of me? Are you sure? I'm not talking about some lips. Yes. Yes, I can. Can you go an extra mile? Most times when we love people in the body of Christ, it is based on reciprocity. It is not ambiguous, not a big word. Give and take. Reciprocal. From where I got the word reciprocity. Very simple. Don't say hey, reciprocity. Simple English language. Don't be afraid. It is not a sword or a dagger. It's just a word. Most times, people you love are people who deserve it. It follows a natural law. Give and take. Rub my back, I rub yours. Love me, I love you. People you love are people who love you. People who appreciate you. People who smile at you. When you walk into this church, your disposition to people throughout the service will be based on their first reaction towards you. Sometimes you have a very good friend, a beloved friend, a bosom friend. And you come and say, ah, oh, my friend. I said, I beg, I'm tired. And you lose interest in the person. You lose coordinate of affection. Yeah, say, you say, go. I'm, I'm hot. I'm angry with you. You didn't greet me well. You say, I'm sorry. Go. Yeah, somehow. At least you should have greeted me well. Now that you have you've, you've, you've cleaned up your lives by following the truth, love one another as if your lives depended on it. 
love. Like your life depended on love. Let's see two translations. Two other translations. Two other translations. Damnified. Since by your obedience to the truth, through the Holy Spirit, you have purified your heart for the sincere affection of the brethren. See that you love one another fervently from a pure heart. Philippians 1 and verse 3. The man said, when I remember you, I thank God. Do you even remember people? Do you, do you, do you even remember people? Do you even remember them? Some of us don't think of ourselves to the church. Some pastors don't think of their members. They don't have the time. They are too busy doing the work of God. They've forgotten the, the Lord of the work. <clears throat> People make ministry. And we talk about ministry. We're not just talking about an entity registered with CAC. Where you make money. We're talking about people that you are ministry to. You are not a pastor because you own a church. You are a pastor because you are pastor to people. Those people are the people you pastor. So if you don't remember them, what are you doing? If you don't remember them, you can't remember them. You can't. Oh God. You can't remember them. Some of us in this church don't remember ourselves. Never. Sometimes they say, do you know Kenny? They say, who is Kenny? Where is he from? He said, do you know Ibuku? He said, who is Ibuku? Who is he? Who is he in this world? Yes. We are self-centered. Let no man seek. Seek his own. Let no man seek his own. But the things of others. The things of others. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 3. It's all over the Bible. You see it. Colossians 1 3. We always pray for you and what? Give thanks. I told you the word and is the word evil. Evil. The pray for you is thanks. When I remember you, I say, thank you, Lord. What am I thanking God for? I'm thanking God because something tangible was done for you. But they, are, they had issues. Why doesn't Paul think about them and say, Lord, your mercy. Oh, God, your mercy. Father, have mercy. He knew they were already object of God's mercy. Oh God. Comfort the down. He knew they were object of his comfort. So when he thought about them, what came to his mind was thanks. 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 
thanks. Thanks. Thanks. Let me give you an example. Somebody sent some cash into church. Somebody sent some small cash in the church. Not, not big, so don't think it's some two, three millions. Hey, let's share the money. I know that when such cash comes, we're going to have to share it here because we're all looking at the cash. But let's think about it. Somebody sends, um, you say, is it hypothetical or real? Or real? Take it as it comes. <clears throat> Somebody sends X money to church. And then the money gets into church coffers and I don't know about it. I don't know about it. So, I call the person and I say, excuse me, sir. I've not seen you in a long time. What's happened to you now? You've forgotten church. No matter how small, sir, it will occur to the person that, is it that you didn't see what I said? Or are you supposed to be ungrateful? I don't understand. I'll say it again. I'll say it again so you can catch it. This is the, this is the catch. This is the catch. And you must get it clear. Somebody sends 20,000 naira to church. Says, this is for church. And it enters in the church account or church coffers. And I don't know about it. I'm not aware of it. So I'm looking through the books. Then I, I'm like, this person has not sent to us in a while. I said, hello, sir. It's been a long time. I've not seen you sent to us. If you were the person, what will occur to you? I guess on a good day, what should come to you mind, to you, to you in mind is, is it that you didn't see I've sent? Or are you, are you this ungrateful? No matter what you expect me to even send more, I thought you should thank me for having sent something little. We have utter and uttermost disregard for God's blessedness. And the very best we are doing is to be pursuing things we think God should do. We don't, we, don't, we don't have faith in what God has done. We have utter disregard for what God has done. And Father, Lord, Lord have mercy. Lord help me. Lord, We don't show any sense of regard appreciation. The man Paul is saying fundamentally what comes to my mind when I think about you, which I do always, is that I thank the Lord for having touched you once. God has touched you once. God has touched you once. God has touched you once. A young woman gave me this story relatively old woman her first child was given provincial admission provisional provision sorry provisional it's not provincial provisional admission into into university and she was broke she couldn't afford requirement financially to get this child on board hundred level here comes somebody at their church. Person just said to her one day, Oh, madam, where's your child? I, I have been sincere, sorry. This child was, was offered an admission, but somehow, yeah, somehow what? 
I don't have money. And the man said, okay, I'm going to pay. So he paid 100 level. <clears throat> and gave her all requirements for 100 level. The following year, without even being told, he sent in money after getting requirement from this, from this lady. So he had two gone. Then something happened. She could not get money to go, so she dropped out of school. She had to drop out of school. So I said to her, I said, why didn't you go back to this man? She said, why would I? He looks to me as if the man had done his best. He looks as if he has done his best. This, this girl dropped out of school for one year. And each time she saw this guy at church, the guy would say, how are you doing? Say, ah, thank you very much. I'm grateful, oh. Thank you for your help that time, oh. Thank you. And she never told this guy that I still have issues. Something happened. The man just thought that she had found a way around it. So he didn't care. And she kept thanking him. I can't forget. You've helped me for two years. I can't. I'm in dire need. My daughter is at home. She's been home now for close to one year. She's lost one year. Her contemporaries are 300 level. She's at home watering the flowers. Watering the flowers. So each time she sees this man, she was always too thankful that the man never remembered that. Never thought maybe she didn't have help. It was just like she was always too thankful. She was too thankful that the man would be like, evidently, this woman has seen some help. She kept thanking him. Then one day, after like one year, when her contemporaries were going to be at 400 level, they were still in church, same church. And then the man saw the lady and said, oh, how are you doing? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And then the lady said, thank you very much for helping me. Thank you so much. So the man also thought that definitely for thanking me over and over again, they must have had help. Then the man said, you must be you must be at you must be at um, 400 level right now he said no sir thanks for helping me sir and walked away and never said anything then the woman the man called the woman and said I, I i had something strange from your daughter today what exactly went wrong the woman said well uh, you helped one year second year third year nobody helped ah you didn't tell me we were just thanking you for what you had done before. Very, very fundamental thing that cannot be removed. You've helped me before. I cannot saddle you with the responsibility of going beyond your strength. You've helped me before. I'm an object of your mercy. The man said, I repent before God. He didn't click to me. I just thought that somebody must have, oh boy. And then took it over. And, 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 and he's pushing her all through 
whatever level she wants to get to now in life. Whatever level. We always pray for you. Even we give thanks to God. We thank God on your behalf. First Thessalonians 1 and verse 3. It's it all over Paul's epistles. Paul centralizes core importance on thanking God for the Christian. And he said, I'm praying for you all that you have a breakthrough. Uh-huh. These are, he, said, he said, I thank God. The, the most important prayer to pray for the Christian is a prayer of thanksgiving. When I say give thanks to God, I'm not saying give thanks to God because what else will you ask? I'm saying give thanks to God because this is the required. This is the important. This is the needful. This is the right. This is the appropriate. This is the timely. This is it. Thank him because this is what is left. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's blessed me. He's blessed you. He's touched us where's most important. He's touched us where's most needful. He's touched us where's most powerful. He's changed our lives. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Let's start from verse 2. Verse, verse 2. Verse 3, verse 4. First Thessalonians. Verse 2. Verse 2. We always thank God for all of you. It's all over the scriptures. We always thank God for you. We always thank God God for you. Second Thessalonians 1. Second Thessalonians 2. 13. That's, that's the most important. See, I thank you Lord. I thank God. I just, I just appreciate God because of what you've done. Very important. Let's not play light on it. it it's so important. Appreciating the legacy of the cross, the gift of eternal life, the salvation of our souls. It's so important to appreciate the fact that we have been delivered from the power of darkness and that we have been put in the mainstream of sonship where we are blessed eternally, irreversibly, irrevocably, touched indelibly. In an indelible way. Look at this one. But we ought always to thank God for you. Ephesians 1.16 All over Paul's letters. Thanks on your behalf. Ephesians 1 and verse 16. I have not stopped giving thanks for you. 
remembering you in my prayers. I, each time I think about you, I say, Father, thank you for saving this soul. You are under responsibility. Something was done in your life. You can never remain the same again. God met you. He crossed your path. He changed your life. He transformed you. He gave you the gift of eternal life. He has done something. He has put an impact for eternity on your life. You can never remain the same again. You've been, you've been, you've been changed. Something happened to you. I'm talking about you, not somebody else. I think about you always. And what is left is thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank God. Thank God. Imam Paul could have said, well, they have issues. They have problems with, the, you see, they've been, they've been, they've been, Within some mongrels, hydra-headed, octopus-like, complicated issues with Boko Haram. They've, they've been going through all sorts of deaths, assaults, rapes, thefts. They've been, they've been, they've been punished, pummeled, pummeled, harassed, victimized by, by, by Muslim insurgents. They, they, they are going through attacks beheading constantly by ISIS and Al-Qaeda. Things are tight for them. Upon remembrance of them, I cry. I cry. Oh, when I remember you, I just begin to cry for you. Oh, don't say it again. I understand. I'm crying too. Some pastors drop their heads for us. And he says, sir, sir, have you heard of um, so-and-so? Oh, Emoji. Don't say it. A sister told me she called her husband who was at UK over their church at Lagos. She called and said, Emoji. She was calling her husband at UK. She said, she called the husband and said, Emoji. So and so and so and so happened at church today. And the man said, Drop the phone. I want to go and cry a little. Drop the phone. Moved. Compassionately, empathetically, pathetically. Moved to tears. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. It's okay. Yeah, how are you doing? Say, it's me, Revo. The prayer request. I say, oh! Drop the phone. I want to go and cry a little. Victimized like the victim. This one said, when I remember you in prayers, I cannot stop thanking God. Your issues now are not as important as the impact of the cross. Your issues in future will never rank close to the power of divine transformation. It was ne- we will never be able to compare them. Like a colossus, the blessedness of God has tallied beyond your afflictions. Afflictions are but for a moment. Cannot be compared with the eternal weight of glory. 
There is a weight of glory in your life that is beyond the rubbish, the sham, and the shame of complicated dimensions of diasymmetrical circumstances. Issues and pressures may come, but the seed of greatness remains on the inside. It's a question of time. Trust him. He said, I remember you always, my prayers. I just thank the Lord. 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 I just, it's all over the Bible. I just thank the Lord. 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 Romans chapter 1 and verse 8. Romans 1 8. Romans 1 8. It's all over the Bible. Romans chapter 1 and verse 8. Romans chapter number 1 verse 8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you. Then he adds a reason to it. Because your faith is being reported all over the world. I thank God Are you, why, why are you downcast? Why are you looking at yourself with the binoculars of unbelief? Why do you have this kind of misconstruction? You, this kind of miscomported thinking about yourself. Why are you thinking this way? Why don't you appreciate what the Bible says about you? And if the pastor is saying at all times what is left is thanksgiving. A line, please. Let me close. I want to close. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 15. See that none render evil for evil to every man. Amongst yourselves and to all men. Verse 16. Rejoice evermore. Verse 17. Pray without ceasing. Verse 18. In everything, what is left is thanks. The relationship between you and God has only one thing left to it. The only thing left to the conversational violin of your relationship with God is thanks. You can pray forever thanking God alone. There is only one requirement that must not be missing in prayer. In fact, it can stand alone, sir. Only one prayer request you must never neglect. In fact, it can stand alone, man. Play, 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 play something, play something, play something, play something, play something, play something, play something. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thanks. If you miss it in prayer, your prayer is incomplete. If you leave it all by itself in prayer, your prayer is full. Your prayer is incomplete without it, but it can stand alone. If you don't ask more for anything than just thank him, it's okay. 
you can live life with God with this thing. The only thing left between you and God is thanks. That's all. Thank you. I'm looking up the word thanks. The word thanks could mean many things. It could mean general appreciation. Sometimes the word thanks in the Bible means reverence. Sometimes it means worship. It means veneration. It means, means prostrate. It means a fall down before. I've seen this word, however. 99% of the time where it is used with respect to the Christian, ladies and gentlemen, it's appreciation for a lagesse, for a bounty, for a gift. Substantive, material, tangible gift. What gift? The gift of eternal life. We have obtained inheritance we are heirs of God through Christ join heirs with Christ we have obtained something you have something with you in your compass, in your possession, in your bosom in your life, within you, in your spirit it is called the life of God your life can never remain the same again because God handed something to you for which you should forever be grateful and thankful this is the will of God Let's see this. First Thessalonians 5 and verse 18 is on translations of the Bible. First Thessalonians 5 and verse 18. Be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Don't think this is talking about whatever happens, it's God. It's saying that in all things now as it pertains to belonging to Christ Jesus, what is left is thanks. See another translation. Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. Be thankful and give thanks. For this is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer and the mediator of that will. Thanking God because the will of God in Christ is thanks. 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 It goes, it soars beyond my need. It, it's higher than my wildest dreams, than my meditation, than my anticipations, than my desires, than my requirements, than the things I want in life, than the things I need and lack, the things I want, the things I'm reaching on to. It is, it is not as strong as thanks. Thanks, 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 thanks. I thank you, Lord. I thank 24 hours. Thanks, thanks, pray. Thanks, thanks. Always thank him. Thank him always. Thank him always. Thank him always. It's never enough. It's never enough. You may pray amiss. You cannot thank amiss. You can't thank him amiss when you thank him for what he has done in Christ Jesus. You may pray amiss. Ask him to consume upon your loss, but you cannot thank him amiss. Always thank him. 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 And keep thanking him forever. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Never enough. It will never be enough. Because what God has done is beyond your life. Can never be enough. It 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 can never be enough. Listen carefully. We've been taught the lie that we have been saved 
so we can get miracles, get things done, get things. No, 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 no. The miracle is in the way, it's not on the way. You are saved by the gift of eternal life. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4. Ephesians 2 and verse 4. Ephesians 2 and verse 4. Ephesians 2 and verse 4. Instead, but God, who is rich in mercy for his grace, the riches of his mercy for his great love rich mercy rich mercy his rich for his great love wherewith he has loved us rich Titus 3 and verse 4 rich he's rich Titus 3 4 but when God our kind and loving Savior stepped in verse 5 he saved us from all that it was all his doing we had nothing to do with it. He gave us a good base. And we came out of it new people. Washed inside and out. It is more than enough. Immersed in his immense law. Encapsulated by the power of his law. His rich grace. Ephesians 1 and verse 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches the forgiveness of God is beyond our sins his mercy is beyond our weakness you can never fall beyond the reach of his grace riches multidimensional riches the God of love and mercy riches